Hey Pepperdine, and welcome back to The Graph. I'm Lindsay Sullivan. And I'm Ivy Moore. We're your new hosts taking over from our friends James Moore and Alex Nice, who started The Graph almost a year ago. Our hope is that this podcast brings some of Pepperdine's news to life by taking you straight to the reporters and the stories they cover. Episodes will be released on Fridays, and you can listen to The Graph on all major podcast platforms. But yeah, I like The Graph. That's good. That's a good buy. Yep, that's a, that's definitely keep that one. That's James and Alex. Ivy and I met with them on Zoom to hear about their experience as the former hosts. They also shared their advice for taking over with us. James graduated in the spring and is now living in Vermont. Alex is a senior working as an assistant editor for Currents Magazine. James and Alex, you guys started The Graph last year, and basically we just wanted to get together to hear your wisdom and hear why you sort of wanted to start it in the first place. Um, so could you speak on that as we are the ones like taking it over? Yeah, um, I guess the big thing that we were thinking early on was that uh, a lot of people, when we talked to them about the graphic, they didn't really... Uh, well, they didn't know about it. And then the other big thing that they would say is like, I don't have the time to read it. Uh, and so we were kind of thinking, what's a way that people can still get these like important stories that people are putting a bunch of work into every week um, that kind of fits a student's life a little bit more. And the podcast sort of seemed like a perfect way to do that. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of went from there, I think. Yeah, and a lot of it had to do, I feel like, with, like, personal, like, experience. Like, we talked about how, like, we consume the news, and, like, James and I were both really into The Daily at the time, which is, like, the New York Times uh, podcast, and, like, I still am. I still listen to it all the time, so kind of thinking about how, like, I take in news kind of led me to think that that was probably a good idea to make it available for the graphic. I'm curious how, did you guys have like a method of how you would set up each episode and like how you would interview people? Cause I feel like I noticed you would have like clips of people's voices that you interview, but it wasn't necessarily you, like your voice from that interview. Does that make sense? Yeah, the complicated way I kind of explain it is it's like, uh, a picture within a picture within a picture. So like the the widest picture is me and Alex talking about the story. And then the picture within the picture is the like reporter talking to us about the story. And then the picture within the picture within the picture is the reporter talking to the sources about the story. And you could kind of, you, you kind of start wide and then go in and then kind of go back out. Um, but yeah, that's something that the daily does and then the journal does. And it's kind of like any of the big sort of narrative documentary podcasts use that format. And so I guess just listening to a lot of those, we kind of knew kind of just how to do that pretty intrinsically. And also like it help, it helps to kind of like frame the way you think about like sources differently. If you like, it's easy to kind of come at it from like a, if you're making like a fictional podcast or you're like writing a, a story, um, kind of like thinking of your sources as like characters. So you kind of like introduce them into the story um, when it makes sense and kind of let them talk to, to, to kind of flesh out their, 
their character and their role in the story. Yeah, it's better for written story to stories too because the the source when you talk to somebody they don't say it very cleanly, um, and so it gives you an extra chance to kind of get the reporter like summarizing large points of it that kind of set up a punchline. That's a really good quote. Um, and, and to like, this is sort of, I, you could debate the ethics of this, but when you have the reporter and you could sort of just be like, can you like say that more clearly? Or could you kind of like hone in on this point? So, cause you're telling the story, uh, through audio. So it's not like you're not making up stuff. You're just kind of having them rephrase what they said. So it kind of sets up quotes easier. That doesn't sound unethical to me. I don't know. Some people are really they'll wag wag their finger at you for anything. <laughs> um kind of going off of that, do you guys have any advice for like it could be workflow or like with the interviewing process, like anything unique to the graph um that we should know? I can think of one thing, just like I like we would like throw a bunch of stuff on a whiteboard kind of early on in like the planning of an episode. Um, and obviously you're not going to be in the same state. So it'll be some other format, but um, I would say kind of coming up with a general sense of where you think things are going to go. Uh, but then being willing to kind of adapt to what actually comes up because you can kind of have an idea of what you think the episode is going to be about. And you get halfway through and you're like, oh, it's actually not about this. It's about something totally different. Um, so kind of being willing to, to kind of go with those um, changes. Um, yeah, that, that would be like one piece of advice I have. I think the benefit of a podcast is you kind of get the emotional side of a story that you can't really get from written AP format stories. You could get those, but it's much, much, much harder. Um, I think the the good part about a podcast is it kind of contextualizes the story because you're listening to the person actually say the words um, and you could really like put the listener at the scene. Um, and so I think it just thinking about like anything you could do with a story to kind of get that, whether it be like sound effects that you're putting um, to kind of recreate an event that happened or um asking a source like how did that make you feel at that point that's not something you'd normally ask for like a, a story but that's kind of that sort of third like larger picture perspective is kind of the one that you're trying to take for this sort of journalism mm -hmm. yeah that's something that I really enjoyed about the graph because I feel like it added like a layer of like transparency I guess to people who normally read the graphic and want like more about the story that was probably something that I, I one thing that we did that i think we should have done less of is like conversations around the newsroom because <laughs> it's it's just so easy to go around with a mic and ask people like hey what are you doing <laughs> and, and like they're right there and like it's kind of interesting stuff i think and i think a lot of people like listening to that but it's also like we're not the story the story is the story <laughs> so um i think yeah, like if, if you could do some of that, but try not to go too far down that rabbit hole. Is there anything y'all miss? Like each other? <laughs> <laughs> I miss like really long nights in the studio. Those those were like fun in their own way. 
you know? I miss sitting alone in the newsroom till two in the morning editing the episode <laughs> on Thursday because yeah. of a self-imposed deadline. Elizabeth did really hype us up. Like I miss her like like fan fangirling the podcast yeah. and being like, I listened to the episode, it was like so amazing. give you a taste of who will be covering news this semester, we talked to the news team and heard a little bit about their reporting goals. First, we spoke with Ashley Maureeder, who's the news editor. She is a junior journalism major who has been working for the graphics since her freshman year. What made you want to get involved um, with PGM and I guess just like why news? So I'm a journalism major. I've always kind of known that I wanted to go into journalism. Actually, as a kid, I used to make these little one-page newspapers for my elementary school classes, just updating people on what was going on and a little joke for the week. Um, it was super silly. Nobody prompted it. And um, so I just kind of like to joke that I've always been a journalist. Now they just actually trust me with this newspaper. Um, so I started with the graphic spring 2019, so spring semester of my freshman year. Uh, it's funny, actually, Maddie Carr, she was the news editor when I was a freshman. I had asked her because she lived in my freshman house, like, hey, where do you think I should get involved? And she convinced me to apply to be a news assistant. And then ever since then, I've kind of followed in her footsteps of uh, being news assistant and then a broad correspondent and now news editor. And so basically, this is all Maddie Carr's fault. <laughs> um, but on a more serious, I don't know, I just really like being involved with the graphic because I think it gives me a really good insight into what's going on on campus. I feel very in the know. I like working with the graphic because you get to meet a lot of new people too. Uh, I've gotten to interview a lot of different students and leaders and administrators on campus that I don't think I would have gotten to know and have these real relationships with um, unless I had been with the graphic. And I also feel like it's just a really great community of people uh, it's a very hardworking team. Everybody stays really connected and you can really trust anyone with anything. And so it's just a great newsroom and an environment to be a part of. And it also is just really hands on. You jump right in. Um, sometimes I forget how scary it is at first, like trusting my staff with their first pieces. But the, everybody takes it in stride. And I think we produce a lot of really good content. And so that's one of my favorite things about being with the graphic is just the people and the work that we do together. Yeah, that's such a unique position to be in to understand what's going on behind the scenes at your college. I feel like not many students know that or have that opportunity. So that's really cool. Um, what are your plans or hopes, I guess, for the graphic for this fall? My biggest hope for the fall semester is just that my staff doesn't get burnt out. I think it's really easy to assume being a virtual newsroom that everybody's available all the time. And that's just not true and it's not realistic for any sort of work environment. But I really hope my staff just want to come back spring semester and they keep writing and that um, this is something that's exciting to them. One of the really cool things about having a bigger staff this fall is also we get to cover a lot more beats and be really intentional about who's writing what and finding their niches and their passions. And that's something I'm excited to explore. You know, we've never had a staff this big and the ability to really do that sort of in-depth reporting. And so I'm really, really just, just excited to see where that all goes. Um, and I hope that the graphic continues to be a connection for people this fall. I think it's really easy 
um, to like ghost people with remote instruction. You can just log into your classes and log off and not have to interact with anyone. And so I hope that we're continuing to provide information that students need, as well as creating some authentic connection between our readers and our reporters and the community itself. Um, We can provide some really cool in-depth information this year, just again, staff size and remote reporting. We have access to a lot of people who might otherwise not be willing to contact us. We just did a piece on uh, some of our alumni who are out working in the field, and we probably wouldn't have been able to pin them down had it not the world not gone virtual. Um, and yet, you know, we get to have those really cool interviews and articles and pieces. And so, um, yeah, I'm just excited for what the graphic can do, not only like within ourselves, but for our community and continue to serve Pepperdine. Ashley has a team of 12, which is the largest new staff we've had in years. We met with her assistant editor, news assistants, and senior reporter. Here's the assistant news editor, Grace Wood. She's a senior journalism major. Hey, Grace. Hey, guys. (laughs) So you're the assistant news editor, is that right? Mm -hmm. So how did you, what made you decide to be in this role or decide to be in PGM in general, I guess? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So for PGM in general, um, sophomore year, I had just changed my major to journalism. And a girl in my sorority told me that like a good way to kind of explore if journalism was the right field for me would be to join the graphic and PGM as a whole. So yeah, I started sophomore year and have been doing it ever since, really fell in love with it. And then for assistant news editor, um, news was just like the one desk I had never worked on. Um, I kind of like held a variety of roles within PGM. So I just thought news would be like a cool way to explore another side of journalism that I hadn't really looked into yet. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a good team this semester. Ashley said you have 12 people. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It is so like I'm so proud of all the work that they're doing so far. Like everyone has really impressed me. So it's we're off to a really good start. What are you working on right now? Like um, what pieces are you writing or future reporting? Yeah. So right now I am working on a story about OSA, which is the Office of Student Accessibility and just accessibility kind of in general, um, as far as Pepperdine classes go during this weird time where we're doing school online and just how different professors and the OSA are helping students adjust to online learning and still provide them those resources that they need to succeed, even though our classes are all virtual and it's really weird. So I've been talking to a few people about that, um, a couple students, and then I talked to the um, I think he is the he's the director for the Center for Teaching Excellence at Pepperdine, which I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> but he just kind of talked about the work he's doing with professors to try to help like each student succeed. Have you found anything interesting? There's a lot of interesting elements to it. Um, a lot of the things that Dr. Hurd talked about was just that he is like, really encouraging professors to not put so much pressure on synchronous classes just because 
There are so many elements about that that are hard for students in different situations, such as like students in different time zones or maybe students who don't have like the bandwidth technology wise to access yeah. synchronous classes. So he's really encouraging professors to like um, put a, a bit more emphasis on the asynchronous element of online classes. So like having people write papers that they have like a longer amount of time to work on and just not putting so much pressure on like the in-person classes on Zoom. So yeah, just trying to make it more accessible for students who may not be able to tune in every time for like a class discussion. Yeah, that's really interesting. Have you felt or um, has it been difficult to transition as a reporter to working remotely? <clears throat> Honestly, no, it hasn't been that bad. I just like doing interviews um, over Zoom instead of in person is like a little bit weird, but since we've been doing it since like last semester or last spring semester, it's something that I feel like I've kind of picked up on the learning curve and it's actually been okay. So it's not as weird as I thought it would be, but I still would rather meet with people in person just cause I like that so much better, but you know, I'm taking what I can get. Us too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sure. Yeah. Not even having like a podcast studio must be so bizarre. Like you guys are literally in your closets. <laughs> well, the irony is having a podcast called the face to face where you can't meet with people face to face. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It's pretty funny, but I do feel like I definitely agree with you. It's, it's a different opportunity and I feel like it's still good can come from it. And if anything, I feel like it's easier to schedule interviews being online because you don't have to worry about commuting or like people meeting up or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's nice being able to just send somebody a link and be like, click on this at this time. And yeah, it's really easy. <laughs> Here's Emily Shaw. She's a sophomore working as the senior reporter for the news team. Basically, the senior reporter writes more like long, um, more in-depth pieces. Um, and so I think that's really fitting for me because I already kind of have trouble with being concise and cutting things out. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is perfect. I can just like go on and on. But I mean, no, that's not I can't. But still, I think just like the idea of it was really intriguing to me. And also just being I really love to focus on like stories more in depth and kind of go into just like all the different complexities that are involved. Um, basically what is required of me is uh, to write at least four um, of these stories per semester. Um, but I probably will do more <laughs> if possible um, because there's just so much news happening this semester. And um, I really, I think it'd be really cool to cover some of that. Do you have any ideas? Or are you still looking? So what I've already kind of wrote so far this semester, the first piece I did was before the semester started and it was on like Malibu businesses and organizations and just keeping up with the city of Malibu, even though we're not in, on campus um, and seeing and keeping up with all our favorite stores and restaurants um, and just seeing how they're doing and how they've adapted during these times. That was really interesting. I got to interview the mayor of Malibu, Mikey Pearson, for that. And he was super nice and just um, really talked a lot about kind of the challenges the city has been facing, specifically 
um, a lot of like visitors and tourists like coming into the city that's been really overwhelming for them, but somewhat good for the businesses too, because it keep it's more customers for them. Um, but and then the second one that I'm in the midst of writing right now is on journalists during Corona, like during the pandemic and how they've had to adapt and be creative in their jobs and in their responsibilities to their communities um, to cover um, everything Corona and all the protests that have, ha- have been happening and just like the big um, important parts of today. Um that's what I've been working on. I've interviewed a lot of people for that. A lot of our alumni too. So that's been really fun to meet and catch up with them. Um, and then in the future, I hope to cover something with the election. I think that's just so such a big topic um, and so important. And I would love to help cover that in some way or form and seeing how Pepperdine specifically um, is engaging with politics and this election. Um, and then I'm also hoping to write a couple pieces looking at the history of our university. I'm hoping to dive into certain aspects of that history and write some reporting pieces for my role this semester and also maybe for the special edition about perhaps like the history of our mascot and just like really interesting things, but also really serious things as well in the hopes of thinking, like reflecting on our past um, and through that sparking more discussion about how we want to be intentional about what the kind of community we want to be in the future. I'm Natalie Hart. I'm a senior and I'm a news assistant this semester. So what have you been working on so far? I know we just had OBW like two weeks ago, but have you been jumping into anything so far? So my first article is about uh, students who decided to move to the Malibu area despite, you know, campus being closed and remote instruction. So far, it's been going pretty well. I managed to interview like five different people living in different areas from different years um, about their experiences so far. And it was been pretty interesting to hear their perspectives, you know, like what are they liking about living in the area and how they're forming community there and then some of the drawbacks. A lot of people have said that like, although they're feeling the Pepperdine community more strongly than they had been when they were at home, it's still definitely, you know, not as flourishing as it would be normally because everything is online and not everyone is there. And it's also a lot of people mentioned like that they really miss just like running into people. Like one person talked about how when they go to start, like they miss just walking into Starbucks and seeing like 20 people they know. And mostly the thing that just kept coming up was how much people miss just like seeing other people and seeing the faculty and seeing their friends and acquaintances and stuff. Yeah, that's what I miss the most too, just running into people because you, yeah, I feel like these days you don't get any interaction unless it's planned. But I feel like being on campus, everything was just so sporadic and spontaneous, which was really nice. Exactly. That's what I was telling everyone when I interviewed them. I was like, that's what I miss the most, too. (laughs) It's just hard. Yeah. Um, What are your hopes or plans for working on the graphic this fall? Like, do you have anything on the horizon that you want to work on or you can take that how you want? Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to finally getting the chance to kind of, you know, publish my writing and stuff, because I've always loved writing, but I haven't had this opportunity before. Um, 
and I don't know specific, I don't have any specific like articles in mind that I want to work on, but I'm just excited to be working for the news section because I've, I've always loved the graphics since like my freshman year. I've read it very faithfully. So I'm excited to finally be working for it just in general. Here's Addie Witten, a section assistant who's a sophomore journalism major. So um, is this your first semester being involved with PGM? Yes, it is. Very cool. Um, What made you want to get involved with news? Um, Well, being part of PGM is a requirement to graduate for a journalism major. So that was a big part of it. Um, But I also was just really interested in getting like actual newsroom experience um, because I don't really see myself professionally working like in a news specific kind of area. Like I would really rather work for something a little more like editorial based or, you know, something like that. But I really wanted news experience because I feel like that's pretty foundational for everything else. Yeah, that's an awesome place to start. (laughs) So what have you been working on so far? Um, I've done two articles so far. I did one about um, people still living on campus this fall and kind of who those people are, what that's going to look like for them. And then I just finished one that got published like yesterday or the day before um, about Zoom fatigue and kind of how after one week, people are already starting to feel like they're hitting a wall of like being overwhelmed with Zoom and all the online stuff. Yeah, that's a really interesting story. Um, Who did you talk to for that? I'm curious. I talked to a freshman, um, this girl named Lucy Duff. I just kind of found a freshman on Instagram and got her email and reached out to her because I wanted to hear, you know, people who'd never done Zoom before, how they were feeling. And then I talked to a senior and um, another sophomore um, so to kind of just get from people who've been doing it now for a semester, like a half a semester going into a full one, just to kind of see how everybody was dealing with it already. Yeah. Have, what have most people been saying or has it been different for everyone? Um, the freshman girl w- was like, I'm not tired of it yet. Like it's fine. I mean, but it's her like very first week of using it full time. Whereas like the sophomore and the senior I interviewed, they both were like, yeah, I'm already over it. Like this feels like spring again. Like, you know, it's just kind of like a lot. And like um, the girl I interviewed is a senior. She lives in New Jersey. And so she's three hours ahead of campus time. And she was talking about how like she has classes that go to like 1 a.m. And like but they're prereqs for classes she has to take next semester to graduate. because She's a senior. And so she's like, I have to be on there at like midnight. It's just like a lot. So that's really interesting. So I'm Umisha Dielwis, and I am a news assistant on the news team for Pepperdine Graphic. How did you, um, or why did you get involved with the graphic? Oh, my, not my parents, but my grandparents from both sides, actually, both maternal and paternal, there are journalists in the family. So my maternal grandpa, he was actually the national journalist for the entire country of Sri Lanka during the uh, 2000 Olympics. So he was a big shot in that regard. And on oh my, my paternal side, there was a civil war going on. And there were quite a lot of journalists documenting the liberal side. So the side that was politically or historically right in that sense. And they almost died a lot because, again, the terrorists did want to kill them. You're not allowed to be a journalist in the middle of the war and, you know, be able to just walk free. So there's been a lot of crazy stories of them just having to escape that, having to move and just leave everything and go to a different city all the time just to keep writing. And 
everyone's always said that I've I've had the knack for writing in the family. So I kind of wanted to continue that tradition of having at least one journalist. And as of right now, it's me. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's really cool that you've like been able to hear those stories and been inspired by them. I guess just for this semester, what have you been working on? What have you been covering? My first one was the at Black at Pepperdine account, which was crazy because it was very much a sensitive topic too. So I had to be really careful in terms of what I said and what I didn't and to really make sure both sides had the ability to speak if they wanted to or to comment on everything. Um, but it was also, I think, the best article that I could have done for the first time as a journalist because it taught me you know what you need to know. And now I've done a few articles on just different programs that students have created. I did an, um, just an article about a Pepperdine sophomore who created an app during quarantine. And now I'm transitioning a little bit into like virtual internships and how that is given that it's a remote, remote environment right now. For those who aren't familiar or maybe who haven't heard the story, could you just kind of give like a brief overview of the Black at Pepperdine story? Yeah, of course. So at Black at Pepperdine is an Instagram account and the owners are anonymous and they purposely did that one to uphold neutrality and they also wanted to be confidential, but also for their own safety, they did want to stay anonymous. But what they do is they actually showcase a lot of stories that Pepperdine students had in terms of anti-Black experiences or racist experiences, whether it took place on a student level or even a professor level or something that happened in residence and housing and residence life. I'm sorry. And what they do is any student is actually allowed to submit anonymously their story and they won't change the words or anything they post verbatim, oh my gosh, sorry, verbatim what you need or what you want to share. And all of the other students who follow at Black at Pepperdine are able to see their stories, comment on those stories, engage with those stories. So their main, main justification for creating this account was really to shed light on the fact that there are experiences like this at Pepperdine, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be changed or that things in the future can't be created in order to help stop those stories from continuing to happen. So it's more so bringing awareness to the situation and also asking our administration to act on the stories that are brought forth, especially if it is at a professor level as well. Yeah. What do you think is like the biggest takeaway maybe that you took away from that story? I took away my biggest takeaway from not just that story, but from every story that I've really written as a journalist thus far, which isn't a lot, is that there there are two sides to a story. And I know that people always say that, but a lot of people aren't willing to listen to both sides. And again, I am, I am a very, I'm very much of an activist. I do believe in equal rights and that that's, I protest all the time. And that's something that you will always see in me. But as a journalist, I really try to take my own emotional connections and my own personal relationship to that. I tried to take that away and I tried to be as objective as possible. And that was my biggest takeaway was that when you sometimes try to remove the emotional attachment and the subjectivity, what you learn from it is just immaculate in itself. That's all for today, folks. Tune in next time to hear more of Pepperdine's news stories. Head over to the graphics website for more information about each episode and to read the original stories we covered. 
All of the music used in today's episode is credited in the description. The Graph is a Pepperdine Graphic Media production.